If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This podcast is presented by Redbox Games. Try before you buy. Podcast Unlocked. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my left, Mitch Dyer. Good day. To his left, the shark, Sean Finnegan. Hello, everyone. Rounding it out, coming full circle, clockwise around the table. Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. Did you like that pregnant pause there while I just lit, like, <laughs> I was saved like, you for last? I was like, I was uh, leaving uh, you hanging. There he is. <laughs> it's episode <laughs> yeah. 221 for November 18th, 2015. We did it, guys. All the games came out. Yeah, yeah. we're free. We did it. Nothing not is not Nothing is left. <laughs> oh, wait, except Rainbow Six Siege and Just, just Cause. Cause 3. Oh, boy. But it's happening. Uh, the big week is here. The last two weeks, of course, we've had Rise of the Tomb Raider, Fallout 4, and now... Mitch Dyer, reviewer of Star Wars Battlefront. Yes, sir. You like the game a good bit? Final scored review is up on IGN. It's an 8.0. We've all been playing the game yep, to yep. some extent. Uh, I want to play some more because I will say that the the one thing I I love a lot about that game, but boy, I hate any shooter that that basically rewards people for playing more by making them better than me yep. at level one. Yeah, you, know, point, you have to unlock guns. At this point in my life, packs. I am so... like I think it's weird to watch developers try to adopt free-to-play sensibilities into their retail games, like having unlockable heroes and having this progression system and these, like, whatever economies they have that are increasingly reflective of different free-to-play games, but then the game is $60, but the content is locked. And for me, I'm to the point now where I'm like, if I pay $60, I just want this stuff yeah i yeah. just want to just i mean and clearly i mean it my <clears throat> best guess would be that it was built in because there is no single player campaign yes. there is they needed to build you some, some sort progression. of yeah something in there but uh what i wanted to talk about was i and i have an editorial going up about this tomorrow yeah. actually about Good about timing. the sort of uh, quiet death of f- proper narrative driven campaigns and first person shooters but mitch uh wanted to talk about Something that you were you were bringing up, and is that there are single player things that you can do in yeah. Star Wars Battlefront. Is Battlefront a good single player game? Mm. No, 
<laughs> no, it's, it's really not. Uh, and th- I say this as someone who, obviously, if there was a campaign, I'd play it and I'd probably like it. Because yeah. Star Wars, yay, and DICE does really great shooter stuff. The campaign's maybe not their best specialty, but I'd still be excited to play it. Battlefront not having one means they focused entirely on this gigantic suite of multiplayer modes and maps and whatever else they're coming up with in the future. So Battlefront is focused in that way. I think it's it's not necessarily lacking in that way that people expected it to be with no campaign. So I don't think it needs a campaign. That said, I feel like DICE sort of thought it did because right. you see the amount of content in that game that allows people to try different weird things or play alone and stuff like that. And it seems like they wanted to fill the gap where a campaign, where players thought the campaign should be with stuff they could do instead. And that stuff is not... I mean, I think on its own, a lot of it's really good. But so what are these, as a these single player solo activities that so are So there's the, the, the battles, and that is more like the original Battlefront where you can jump in alone and you can play against an enemy team of AI and you can get uh, pickups, and it's sort of like Kill Confirm where you get kills and you just grab a token and that yeah. counts toward your team's score. It's good. It's a fun mode. It's very, very simple. It's not why you would play Battlefront, but it's there if you want to play offline. The survival stuff is really good. There's four maps, one on each planet, where it's 15 waves of dudes, each one getting increasingly difficult. So horde mode. Yeah, and it's really good on hard mode and higher. It's super tough. It's really challenging. It puts your skills to the test in a really interesting way. Again, really good. Not satisfactorily replacing a campaign. Yeah. But I like it. I think it's the stuff that's there is fun, and I think it's in the spirit of Star Wars, and it's in the spirit of what Battlefront does well. But if you're playing this under the expectation, like, I just want to play this alone. I don't I don't want to play 40-player multiplayer. Don't. This is not the game for you. Okay. This is very much a 40-player multiplayer game. I haven't tried it, but does that mode in particular do anything like environmental storytelling? Some of these games where they are a little bit more multiplayer-focused try to tell the story not in a traditional narrative. Like Titanfall, right. like, for example. Yeah, but like you, by exploring the world and by doing the things you do, you actually find things that kind of help tell the story. Does a little bit, but it's there? there's there's no arc. There's no any right. anything of a grand scale. It's a lot of little stuff and a lot of fan servicey stuff. Like if you're on the Rebel Depot Tatooine map. It's this, like, Moss Eisley-looking hangar where the, the Millennium Falcon is hanging out. Mm. And you can jump onto it, and you can fight around it, and Luke's land speeder's in the corner, and there's X-Wings in the hangars. And on the outskirts, you can see, like, wreckage. And some of it looks like pod racers. And cool. It's stuff like that that you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, there's st- Star Wars. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you're seeing, like, the remnants of, a like, a big Jawa right. execution or weird or messed not, up stuff like that, right? Like, yeah, you're not seeing you're Tuskens not, like, getting taking hints stuff at maybe events that might have happened around that weren't already in the movies. There's bits and pieces of that, like, in the... Uh, the Hoth map is not actually Echo Base. It's Outpost Beta. So it's a different part of the Rebellion's bases on Hoth. So you get to see, oh, over there is another part of Hoth that I recognize. And then there's the shield generator that's been blown up. So you get to see, like, oh, this is after the Empire Strikes Back. This is after most of the... Like, Luke is gone. Han is gone. The Millennium Falcon's not here. They've taken off. But Hoth's battle didn't end there. So this is, like, the continuation of that in some sense. So we've talked in the past about Titanfall... Uh, Titanfall in particular, where and, and I guess Evolve, too. So those, those are the kind of the yeah. two that have come up where we've said, where we know that sequels for those are coming, uh, even if they're not super officially formally announced. And we've speculated in the show that those are going to be the, the games uh, that... Because you know, what shipped was sort of the minimum... We say before, the MVP, minimum viable product. Yep. 
and that uh, you know it evolved to Titanfall two. Are those going to have full proper single player campaigns and sort of flesh things out? Mitch, do you see after you know what you've what you've seen of which is everything in Battlefront and what we know about it, which is that development on Battlefront started the day that EA got the license, which was yep. two and a half years ago. So they had to get a game out for this, which is the you know, the, the Force Awakens is launching. Yep. Do you think in two years from now we will get a Battlefront two that has a single player campaign that has space battles, etc.? I've been saying on the show for a long time, I don't think Battlefront 2 is ever going to happen. I think that this will be a long-standing platform. You'll get a Rogue One expansion, you'll get an Episode 8 expansion, you'll get the Han Solo movie, exp- stuff to tie into the movies, maybe a Rebel... St- no, 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 totally, no. I'm totally backing off. Like I, I'm <laughs> back on the Ryan McCaffrey line of thinking. Of, like, I think what we're going to see is Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield. Because... See that? Star Wars is like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, Star Wars is too big for them not to do as often as possible, as long as they can do it right. right. And with Battlefront, I feel like they got it right. A lot of people are feeling a little bit let down because of the lack of content, which I think is crazy because the game is huge. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Battlefront 2 is a thing that will absolutely have campaigns. It will absolutely incorporate a lot of the stuff that fans wanted, like space battles, even if it's just like a fighter squadron thing. And I think you might see that in the expansion. There might be like, oh, one of the new maps is like outside Death Star 2 and it is yeah. like the assault and it's it's just air combat, but it's in space. I just, I really, really disliked Battlefront 2 space combat. <laughs> it just did not work for what they were doing. I really hope that there's, 40 players is a lot. I really want to be able to have space battles in space and then be able to come down in atmosphere to the other that's 20 the, players fighting the on the ground. That's the dream. That would be really cool. Oh, Especially like DICE is so good and Battlefront has this and Bad Company had it as well. Bad Company 2 introduced Rush and we've seen that be implemented in Battlefield 4 and Supremacy is sort of the larger version of that where both teams are doing the same thing. It's kind of like pushing deeper and yeah. deeper into their bases. What would be really great is if it's like destroy the rebel transport and then destroy their base on the surface. So like start in space, take out the transport, get on the ground. So good. I'm feeling it. It's going to be good. Uh, so Battlefront is the hot topic of the week, but also the game awards are coming up. It's that oh, time yeah. of year. It's uh, it's going to be early December again. <clears throat> Jeff Keeley putting on a uh, what has been a very up and down show over the years, but is now last year last really year was found good. itself. Yeah, yeah, really found its voice. It was a fantastic show last year. We will be carrying it live on IGN. Uh, Tune in for that. So mark your calendars. Thursday, December 3rd, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. We'll be bringing it to you live as well as, uh, of course, posting all the relevant news and content that comes out of there. I I know I'll be on Twitter sort of commenting throughout it, reacting to what happens. I will be too because I'm going to be doing this one from home. I'll be on vacation at this point, so I'm not working this one. Nice. I'm out of town. I'm going to miss PSX, so I'm just going to be soaking it in like everyone else. It's nice to support these shows as someone who's like a big apologist for the Academy Awards. Like it's nice for gamers to have something to like watch and kind of get around and kind of celebrate the big games and big developers of the year. So even if it hasn't been perfect in past years, I think it's important that people watch it. I agree. I have a lot of confidence in Keeley. He seems to really care about the show that he's presenting and how it's he presented. Does. I agree. You know, how to integrate marketing properly, you know, and, uh, you know, th- I think the the only thing that was a little weird last year was the comedians, and I think he heard that, and uh, well, I think he, f- I think he, f- or was last year Joel McHale? No, that was the year, that was the yeah. bad year. That was the, year the really before. bad year. This year, I was going to say, I think Keeley ha- felt it right then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
but uh, still, I, I believe in that product. Man, and I would he really, definitely does. I agree too. Yeah. Like, I w- and I hope that in the future, like you can take an academy approach where it's like hosted by different people, or like a Golden Globes thing where mm-hmm. you have a consistent host and like you could very easily marry the idea of like a comedian and someone who plays games a lot with someone like Kumail Nanjiani who does a video game podcast that's mm-hmm. amazing with yeah. indoor kids who's also a very funny guy super in and funny yeah, yeah he's in Silicon Valley like you can find really great people like that to be representatives and mm-hmm. like mix that celebrity factor with people who aren't just pandering and awful and reading a teleprompter yeah plus gaming's part of the mainstream now like the more like it's better for gaming as a whole if more eyes are on it Absolutely. for people who are not even in gaming so totally. celebrity hosts people who uh, have name recognition beyond the gaming space but are also knowledgeable and uh like veterans of the industry, that's like a that's a good thing. And it'll be interesting to see if we get a lot of Xbox related announcements this year. We kind of didn't last year, but you've got to figure you've got to figure there won't be much Sony stuff there because they've got PSX at the same time, mm-hmm. and, well, r- virtually the same time. And they just came off of Sony will have uh, they've just come off of the Paris Games Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft, you know, they've been quite they they had a big awesome presence, fantastic showing at Gamescom yep. in August, but nothing since. So we Where's shall crackdown? see. Where crackdown? Crack I got uh, to play that. It was phenomenal. Will we, yeah, we I get it, Destin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video of me playing it on IGN.com that you can watch. Will Jelly. we see? Uh, we'll see if Thieves make its first appearance mm. in C3. Uh, there's there's a lot of potential. Recore has right. been has been quiet since it's an E3 announced. I feel like the internet's always clamoring for another Quantum Break thing trailer. Uh, I am gameplay vid something. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's coming up April. Yeah. It's on my calendar for Not April. Far out now. Can't wait. And then uh, the other big thing, since you know we talked about it a little last week, but now that it's out, out, everybody's got it. The new Xbox One experience, the new dashboard, Windows 10 on your Xbox. Love it. What are you guys thinking of it? Sean? So good, so good. It took me a little bit of time to wrap my head around just like where things had gone. Of course, to. yeah. Uh, but it turns out all of the main functionality is just right there to the left on that mm-hmm. little sidebar tab thing. Yeah, you you really like the old one, so yeah, it's I'm really like it's, to hear your no thoughts. matter where you are on your dash, like you could just always move to the left, and it's right there. Guide button, friends, baby. Friends, notifications, all that mm-hmm. stuff's right there. Also, I'm still yeah, really getting game, used to it. Can, yeah, I mean, like that thing in particular where I'm like, I'm so used to going to my dashboard and then making certain motions with the thumbsticks, and now it's like the left wheel pops out, and then I move it away, and I'm like, no, come back, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it took a little, like I said, Growing it took pains. me a little bit of time yeah. to get used to it too. But now that I am used to it, it feels much more natural and intuitive, yeah. and it actually impedes the game and sort of app experience less. That's what I like about it. Is like, even if you're in app or in game, you can swipe left or double tap the home button, yes. and you're, it's right there. Whereas before, like I had to jump out of the game, go back to the dash, tap. Well, I mean, over you have to stuff. double tap if you're in an app. Yeah. If well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's if like, you're in an app, you have yeah. to double tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, before you had it had to bring you out of the app, and you'd have yes. to, like if you wanted to go to your friends list, you'd have to right bumper over to the next community tab, right. and then click into your friends. Correct. And it was like these are all things that are now you can avoid that. Yeah, they've reduced by, the number of mm-hmm. clicks yeah. by a lot. It's much in cleaner everything. too. I also love the notifications. Like uh, I don't know if you guys had this issue, but when notifications would pop up, they'd be kind of framey and like a little. Mm-hmm. They're just not, they were not very smooth at all. And now the animation's way smoother and it pops up real quick and then I look at it and it's gone and it's just like, (laughs) I never had much that problem. Much less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine still runs a little uh, laggy. I have really? a lot of profiles on my work console. Oh, and I that think, could I be I think why. that's why. Yeah. I'm going to go it's through and kind of... too much. Yeah, I think I'm going to go through and delete everybody. Also, there's a little, a little bug with my icon where, like, it shows Bobby's icon instead of mine. It's really <laughs> strange. Anyway, 
But besides that, uh, it's a great experience. I love using it at home, and uh, I need to do some uh, little little tweaks on my work console. Yeah, it's just it's just fantastic to see. And, and on a related note, I had waited to review to finish my review of the Xbox One Elite console with the uh, the new SSD dash. hybrid, the hybrid drive in it, until the new dash came out. So yeah. look for that very very shortly yeah. on IGN. It's actually done and ready. I just have to get it signed off on. How is the new dash with the hard drive? Is it smooth? I mean, the, the point I make in my review is that, uh, spoiler, mm-hmm. is that I, the, the, the new dashboard is so efficient and so quick that it feels, I don't really notice any, any pr- significant, any notable speed gains cool. from the hybrid drive because I, I think that, you know, things, something that you might have noticed on the old bloated Metro mm-hmm. OS dash uh, is, is they've you know they've cut all the fat out of the new OS so that you know you can't there's not really any big performance gain that I can tell mm-hmm. but there are definitely some other other things I have to say about about that uh, elite console and the sort of value proposition it stay offers. Stay tuned for the full review. Yes, yeah, so ch- stay tuned for that soon. Uh, still more to cover here before we get to the news. <laughs> I'm almost done with Tomb Raider, Mitch. I know you. Uh, have fin- you finished yep. it. You powered through it yep. uh, in the pre, pre-release, the review process when we got a few copies. Sunk about 20 hours into it, about 48 hours. Nice. <laughs> That's impressive. Awesome. Yeah, I got to say, I know, I'm almost sure I'm right near the end. I won't say where or why uh, for risk of any potential spoilers for anybody, but just, uh, it's so good. Game is incredible. It's, it's so good. I And, it, you know, I, I think we gave, we gave, the original Tomb Raider reboot from two years ago, uh, a low nine, I think, if I remember. Which right. I honestly think was about two points too high. I, and yet, well, I wouldn't quite. But yeah, I, I thought the game was good and nothing more. So I was like kind of down on Rise. I was like, ah, it's like another well, Tomb Raider. I'm sure it's gonna be fine. But this was like primo. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in a little <laughs> bit of a similar boat. I wouldn't have quite gone as high as as our reviewer did on the reboot. But this one, so that's the thing. I think I kind of came into this one thinking, oh, all right, it's gonna be more of that, and that's gonna be good. Yeah. But boy, the the more you get into that game, it's there's just so much to love about it. It's it's a very no one part of it. I think sorry, I think we might have been talking about this last week, or maybe this was an office chat. I can't keep track anymore. But you're starting to play last week. You weren't this far though. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think any one single aspect of that game is amazing. But I think it everything it does it blends together in a way that is truly the greater than the sum of its parts cliche and mm. it, it comes, just comes together in a phenomenal Man, I way think, i think there's a lot of stuff about the game like i think it looks incredible it I definitely looks great camilla the geothermal valley when you get to there so good beautiful yeah uh, camilla luddings's performance, performance is excellent is, yep. i think the tombs even though there i don't think there's enough of them the puzzle design is excellent yes lots of i'm on the last one so. right now the ninth i've done all the other the first eight like ninth on, chronologically I'm, well i'm on i don't know i mean i've done the last, I'm on the last one that okay. you can get. Oh, okay, cool. So that was the one that I was sitting there throwing my headphones around at my desk that I could not <laughs> oh, solve great, for because, two hours. <laughs> because I'm, I, I saved last night. I, I saved at the campfire. Like, okay. I haven't started it yet. I want to know how long I'm it takes it. you to solve this. Oh, no. <laughs> good, oh, good. Goodness, I can watch your suffering now. But uh, the point, I, I just, the next time that, we, that I do get the chance to, to interview Phil Spencer, I do want to genuinely ask him about the release date. And if... <laughs> You know, I don't know if they would admit if the game has underperformed their expectations, but because the the chatter is that not a lot of people are paying attention to the game because of 
Fallout. Fallout. Oh yeah. yeah. But I, we don't know. That's so. It, it not, is not very just anecdotal. Fallout, Fallout, Star Wars, yeah. Call of yeah. Duty, all the other games. I, you know? I would genuinely. I definitely want to ask him about it and see what he'll say. But uh, yeah, the there was Mitch. I think you saw the there was the, again another anecdotal thing of of UK sales numbers for that for last week and. Fallout did four hundred sixty something thousand on Xbox, in, in 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 the UK. Just in the UK, that's and a then, lot. But it did, it did like Tomb Raider did sixty thousand on X. So, so that's I mean again that's not nearly the whole sure. picture. But uh, I really do hope that people give the game a chance and uh, me too and get to it. I very much want to know what that game sold because it deserves more. I completely agree. No matter what it sold, it deserves yeah, more. Totally. <laughs> Uh, Sean Finnegan, you deserve the floor right now. I know you had a, there was a there was a comment there's a segment on last week's show you wanted to address real quick. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Uh, a lot of this will probably go over most of our viewers and listeners' heads. So if you're one of those people, just go ahead and ignore me. But for the people who <laughs> it didn't uh, fly over their heads, I actually wanted to take a moment to apologize to all of you guys. On this very show last week, I made a comment where I implied that uh, it wasn't as easy to capture footage on PC as it was on consoles. And uh, a lot of people found that at worst, deliberately misleading and at best, willfully ignorant right. of the current landscape of games. I wanted to apologize because neither of those things were my intention. Obviously, you guys know, and it's part of my job here at IGN to capture PC footage. A lot of the games you we give, preview. You set me up every day. Yeah. A lot of the games we preview here uh, uh, at home and abroad are done on PC, and a lot of that is done through tools like OBS and Fraps and Shadowplay. These are things that we use daily. So that was yeah. never my intention. Uh, but I now recognize that the way I phrased that anecdote to tell the story and try and illustrate the point was definitely confusing and I should have been better about walking it back and one of these things that I've kind of gotten accustomed to being video here is that I'm not held to the same editorial standards as these experts here <laughs> but being at this table and being at you know across from you guys and on camera for IGN I realized that that is definitely not the case and so I, sh I shouldn't have let it slide and I wanted to apologize for that because I definitely should have just taken the one extra second to correct myself acknowledge Destin and uh, make sure that I was not that that the implication which was uh, misinterpreted was not to be misinterpreted. So if you were one of those people who found uh, my comment to be offensive or misleading or misinformed or stupid, I am totally sorry about that, and that was never my intention. So hopefully we can all just kind of move on and uh, thank you to the thousands of people who let me know about the comment <laughs> on Twitter. But uh, hopefully we can kind of just get back to talking cool. about all the things yeah. that we love. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Ryan. I love again, having I you on this sorry. show. We'll continue to have you here, uh, and we'll be right back with the news. Are you a gamer on a budget? Then try games before you buy them at Redbox for just 3 bucks a night. Rent this year's hottest titles like Star Wars Battlefront to feed your gaming habit. Download the app or visit redbox.com to find a location near you. Terms and conditions apply. See redbox.com for details. All right, welcome to the news. I want to thank Will Mitchell one more time for making that new bumper for me after I idiotically lost the last one, <laughs> the last set we had. It's, it's not this... Good time for a refresh anyway. It's been totally. a while. Way to go, Ryan. Uh, you can listen to, check out Will's Music at willsmusic.com. What a great URL he managed to <laughs> snag for himself there. Will Mitchell, you're a, uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar. I appreciate your efforts. Let's talk a little Deus Ex, gentlemen. 
last we heard, College Duke's still in line because it was going to come out four days early. But then they canceled that dumb pre-order campaign that we and the rest of the internet railed about. Yeah, good thing, Mitch. Why is that? Uh, Because Deus Ex just got delayed six months. (laughs) Six months. Good. Which, Which means one of two things. This is either a significant delay to give it the polish it needs to be an incredible game. Yeah. Because it's not where it needs to be right now. Or two, they need to fill a hole in the quarter where something once was. Right. Like maybe Final Fantasy Fifteen. You're thinking like, you're thinking like a, a publishing executive right now. Yeah. I like that. And I think that like a lot of people were telling me that uh, they don't think that the Japanese and Western titles sort of talk that way. Like they don't need to worry about who's coming out when. People like Andrew Goldfarb. Classic Goldfarb. Uh, is that a Goldfarb thing? He doesn't think that, or he thinks that? He, he thought it didn't matter. He thought, like, Square Japan will do what it wants, regardless of what the Western titles are doing. Which but, is a horrible way to run a business. Exactly. <laughs> and Square, which is a company that is, like, not... It could definitely be doing better. It could definitely be selling more copies of these games, especially with something like Just Cause coming out so late. And you remember, hit- this is a company that, uh, when the aforementioned Tomb Raider reboot came out and sold, like, a nice three or four million copies, they were like... Not enough. We had it penciled in for like five, so eh. So not it kind enough. of underperformed. Like what? Yeah, uh, right. Thief, great. Thief underperformed. Right. Lightning Returns underperformed. Thief Spurs was rough. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't want that anymore. Like they yeah. don't want. Good. They don't want a rough game coming out and doing okay. They Good want for them. Amazing games coming out and doing awesome, like Tomb Raider. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that what this means is that they're gonna. I I, th- I think it's more of a business decision than a quality thing, but I think you know quality will obviously yeah, benefit the, from the them quote, filling yeah, the void Destin, of real quick, mm-hmm. Let me just read you the quote uh, from David N. Fossey, the IDOS Montreal studio head there, the developer of the game. It says, quote, We're confident and proud of the game so far. However, as we are now playing through the game in full, we can see that it will re- require more time in post-production for tuning, iterations, and refinement to meet our high standards. In, or- in order to achieve this, we need to move the release date of the game to August 23rd, 2016. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good on them for delaying it. Yes. Uh, one note, about, you mentioned Tomb Raider. I honestly, it saddens me to say this, but I think that game's going to do fantastic next year when it's on all platforms and they can all do a big marketing push and hopefully there's less competition in that window next year. I was talking about this on you Beyond. Know? I think that the way it's going to work out is that Xbox One launch will be, that, that's happening now. They'll get whatever sales they get. They'll get a nice little bump from PC. Yeah. The PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 version will come out, and then during that time, they'll launch the PS4 version will be the same as the Xbox One re-release, which would be like the Game of the Year style Correct. edition with everything in it, and then I think they'll do a Season 2 pass. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it's going to do great for that game. Hope that Season Pass number two has oh tombs and things I want yep. in it. Yep. Bringing yep, it back to Deus Ex, they, yes. have a, they have a really good opportunity here with this property, and I'm glad they're delaying it to August. That's a really good window. It's yes. before the, the holiday rush. It's going to be a far great point. Without worrying about another right? open world game. Yeah, it's going to be a great... I don't want to call it filler, because that seems like it takes away sure. from it. It's going to be a fantastic title to come out in August with any without anything to compete against. It's an against. appetizer for the higher profile... Uh, for the holiday madness. It's yes. the equivalent right. of The Witcher this year, where it's like this big, yes. awesome yes. world game right before the rush. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's also good timing, because right after the summer is when you have like all this hype around games, but nothing really to play. Right? True. Because no one, you're excited to play it, and yeah. you want July, something else to play, and you're like, just just yeah. and perfect. you're like, oh, all these games are coming, I want to play games. Like, mm-hmm. what is there out there? Whoa, there's this game. You know, like, yeah. It's a good time to release it, for sure. Uncharted's a summer game, too, now, right? Uncharted so is early next what? year. Uncharted, Uncharted is March. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Dang, I thought it was later. No, you know what is summer, though? Not an Xbox game, sadly, at least at this stage in time. No Man's Sky. 
Ooh. Could be playing that all summer mm. and then roll into Deus Ex and all kind of August. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this. I could not be less upset about this because no. you remember we we were we were talking on the show about how at some and we predicted that somebody would move, and in fact, now two of them have moved. On February twenty third, we were due to have all on the same exact day. Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Mirror's Edge Catalyst and uh, Far Cry Primal. Was it originally March? No. Was that the window? What was it originally? Which one? Uh, the same day, February 23rd. Same day, oh, the, February, yeah, 23rd. February 23rd. Okay. All three of those yeah. were going to come out on the same day. Now, two of those have moved off. And so. I maintain that Far Cry is getting delayed. <laughs> I will bet you in and out lunch right now that it comes out on the day that they said it was coming out. Really? Boom. Deal made. It's happened. Uh, I just. I, I hope it does because I want, I want a Far Cry <laughs> yeah. game sooner. I love that Ubisoft came out with the confidence to be like, boom, new Far Cry game coming out in four months. And we're like, whoa, cool, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Believe it when I see it. Yeah. It's like. Have that. we seen gameplay or was that all CGI? In the <laughs> no, that was a. We have not. So that was not a. It'll a, be at PSX. I'm with Mitch. It's playable at PSX. <laughs> so that'll be a big tell when yeah. we play it at PSX. But we'll see. So yeah, it, February was going to be the new November with all these games coming out. Now we still, still have a nice February. February's still going to be great. We got Firewatch, again, sadly not coming to Xbox right away that we know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, XCOM 2 is a PC game and not Super My Cup of Tea, but definitely a notable release. Ooh, Oxenfree is coming in January. Yeah, and so is The Witness. Um, but then uh, Far Cry Primal and yeah, those are the big ones. So February is still a nice month. PVZ. Is next year, right? That's true. So early next is year. Is that February or March? I can't it's remember. one of the two. In any case, it's just now at least, I, I'm more than happy to have these spread out. I mean, the yes. more, if, if I, I think I say this all the time on the show, and I can never remember who to attribute the quote to. I think it's someone from Bungie said the, the most important game part of the game is the uh, of developing a game is the last 5%. Mm. Yeah. Is that polish time that can make, you know take a, turn a game from a good game to a great game or a great game to a ridiculous just give that one to Jamie Griesmer too. I think. Well, he's the thirty seconds yeah, of fun guy. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we can go ahead and give that to him as well. I By the he, way, uh, his, new, his new studio. He he that started was my quote. Yeah, he started a new studio with the great Marty O'Donnell, yep, yep. the legend, uh, Highwire Games. I think we might see something from them get announced pretty soon because they've been lying in wait for a while. They announced their studio anyway. I thought you were going to go with the Shigeru Miyamoto quote, which is that I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, yep. Uh, a, what is it? A delayed game is eventually good, where a broken like game, a, is, a broken always game is always bad. Yeah, right. something like that. Something to that effect. Google the actual quote because it's yeah. much <laughs> more powerful. I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, much more but articulate than the, any of us. Yeah, but the point is abundantly clear, and that is like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's something that actual like people outside of the industry have a problem with, but every day people here are complaining that there's too much to play. Like, it's very difficult yeah. to kind of figure out how you're going to spend your time and on which games. And some of that may be because, like, we have access to games that some people don't have, uh, like, in terms of just our jobs. Like, so maybe regular consumers don't feel that. But I think even if you're a consumer, like, the game's still going to come out. It's not like it's canceled. Now you just have an extra six months to play other things that you were already probably yeah. going to be playing and, at the and time. And for me, Deus Ex is a special game. There really isn't anything like it. There never has been. Uh, the first game, of course, is is in my top probably five. Definitely ten, but probably five ever. The mm-hmm. first game. The, the original War Inspector mm-hmm. game. I yeah. was going to... I was... I think you... I was going to... Based on History of Awesome, which we were on the episode yeah. for that game year. What was it? 2001. 2001. Yeah. Wait. 
I don't know. Whatever year I would have thought it was one year. No, maybe top it was 2000. One game, top two, top three even, you know, for you. It's right up there. No, but, there's uh, too many Halos and Dooms in there for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Doom for sure. Which but, of the Halos is in your top three, though? Just has two. to be two, right? Not two. one? Yeah. Yeah. The multiplayer did it. Yes. I think, yeah. Anyway. And now that I think I, about it, I think, like, the closest thing, like, I think my first experience that I would say is like Deus Ex, especially it's more like Human Revolution, the darkness on Xbox 360 had, like, hmm. a lot of elements like Human Revolution uh, has, right? Like, you're in a city, you're exploring, you're talking to people. Obviously, a very different game. Yeah, of course. But it just, it had pieces of that, that yeah. Human Revolution, then were like, it blew it all up. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, but, so my point is Deus Ex is a special thing that doesn't come around very often. And yeah. Human Revolution, against unbelievable odds, turned out to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to reboot Deus Ex. That's a terrible idea. You're fired. <laughs> Don't try that because it's going to end badly. They actually pulled it off. It's fantastic. So yep. uh, for, for, for Mankind Divided to get delayed six months for polish. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Also, no problem. Pretty sure Human Revolution got delayed like four times. Probably. Fine, Plus yeah. there's got to be like something to be On said Wii. about like imagine if, <laughs> imagine if like you didn't delay. Imagine if you just had a great, great game ruined by polishing issues. Oh, like, it, would, it seems if you like were, that would be the worst. If you were a developer, it would probably haunt you for your yeah. career. Like, like man, we could have we just spent a little yeah. bit yeah. more time. If we'd have had like, three more months. Yeah. I think a lot of developers would just infinitely delay because oh, there's yeah. always something they want to work on. That is you know, a, but well, feature creep. Another yeah. famous developer quote, something like, you never finish a game, you just ship it. Something like yeah. that. I forget mm-hmm. what the exact Close quote enough. is. Or Vague exactly. quotes by Sean Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> if you Our Google that segment. one, you'll probably find who actually said <laughs> the, it. It will probably also be more powerful yeah. and poignant. But, uh, I mean, the again, it's abundantly clear what he meant by that or she meant. But, yeah, I mean, to have a great game ruined by just, like, minor bugs or, like, texture things like that, that would suck for a developer. Mm-hmm. So why not take the time? Let's with, talk about yes, Destin. Oh, with Day Sex out of February, <laughs> and we're thinking that Far Cry is going to be out of February. I hope too many games don't fall out of that month. Oh, that's the guy I love. Right Better there. delivery, still a terrible joke. I, I had a, I had another one. Man, I hope February doesn't become a wasteland. <laughs> the first one was better. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad. I, uh, yeah, glad let's I went talk with about something that February is out. used to be a commonwealth of releases. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. They'll be here all week. Be sure to tip your servers. <laughs> Uh, so Fallout myself. 4 unexpectedly is off to a fantastic start on the wow. sales front it was announced officially by Bethesda that they have shipped 12 million copies mm-hmm. of the game which means they've shipped them to the stores those are not sold through to consumers however if they've shipped that many my my educated guess is that that probably means they've sold at least half of those. That's what you said last week, So yeah. far. And uh, now we have a, another report. This is not an official Bethesda report. The so report's from Superdata Research via GameIndustry.biz. Okay, so that's, there's some reputableness yeah. <laughs> yeah. behind that. Uh, 1.87 million digital copies in three days, which is... That's a lot. ...sneeze at yep. as well. Yeah. With most of those on Steam, interestingly enough. Not How many days was that? Three. Three, three days. Yeah. Not, That's amazing. Not seven. This, just three. Yeah. So uh, that that is quite impressive. I uh, maintain my prediction that for the November NPD sales figures, 
Call of Duty will be number one. No. Fallout will be number two. Battlefront will be number three. And the reason for that is, first of all, Call of Duty's on more platforms, and it yep. launched at the very beginning of the not, month. No, that's not true. true. Not more than Fallout. Oh, you're thinking last gen. Yes. That's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, and then Fallout came af- later on fewer platforms and Battlefront a week after that. But on the I, fewest, I think. I maintain yeah. my prediction. I, I'm going to, this is out on a limb a little bit, but I think Battlefront will be the number one selling game in December because ah. they'll all be, be out Christmas for all time. 31 days of the month. They'll, so they'll be even playing field there. And you've got that Force Awakens. Yep. Not only the Star, it's Star get a Wars big itself, spike. But, that, but that Force Awakens push, man. People are going to see the movie, and they're going to get fired up, and they're going to get the game. They're going to get it for the holidays. I think that JQ DLC on the 1st or the 8th. Like it's, the 8th. Pre-orders get it on the 1st. It's available to yeah. everyone on the 8th. That, I think, is a brilliant move that is going to get more people excited to buy it. This is 100% my opinion and a little bit of my personal bias in there, but I think Fallout <laughs> is going to edge out Call of Duty. You think so? Yeah. Like in total sales? Not in total sales, but Wait, uh, in November? November. In November. In November, uh, despite the fact that there's no 360 or PlayStation 3 version. Yeah. That's, I mean, that would be like really I said, Like I said, a guess and a little yeah. personal bias, <laughs> just because I love Fallout so much. And that everybody's mean, talking about it. But that would mean that, like, how many okay, articles so how many have you seen? Everybody yeah. in the IGN hardcore nope. world. On, on my uh, feed, I see way less mention of Call of Duty. On my on my friends list on Facebook, the casual gamer audience. Even and, No one's talking on Reddit, about it. It's like all of these things Reddit are extensions or... of your world, is the thing. They are, but my world also encompasses a lot of different people. We all from live in all over, We're all <laughs> over the, the gaming, you know, I, world. A bold statement, I would say. Yeah. Call of Duty's huge. Call of Duty is huge, huge. and I know that it uh, does really well sales wise. I just yeah. have a good feeling about Fallout. Like, this that's year. my thing is like, okay, Call of Duty, each Call of Duty game probably sells mm-hmm. between all of its platforms, what, like, 10, 10 million? Probably. Oh, more 10 than to that. 12 million? I mean, well, Black oh, Ops. That was a conservative guess. Black right Ops there. 1 did. 21 million or something like that's Jeez. the high watermark I think mm-hmm. and yeah. bla- lifetime right yeah lifetime not not right out of the gate but if if it's defeated it will be because of those last gen copies of the game and people that just don't know any better because it is such an inferior product to the next gen version <laughs> no campaign of Call of Duty. For yeah. One. yeah it's it's really kind of bad a little gross if you haven't seen the graphics comparison for Black oh, Ops it's, 3 it's really IGN, good please go watch it it's so good there's it's so not many... editorialized at all. It's literally no. just footage of each one, the yeah. same scenes from Last each version of the some, game. Some really good stuff of like panning around at like an amazing supercomputer high tech space yeah. room, and then on the 360 version, it's like a laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm even I know I've yeah. I, we talked about this a little bit, but I'm actually now the more I think about it, the more I am convinced that the. Uh, Campaign is going to go away forever in Call of Duty because mm. not only was it is it was cut from the old gen versions yeah. because they said oh the way it's built for co op we can't do that on the old machines and that may be true I'm not saying they're lying yeah. but uh, that may not necessarily be the only reason it but maybe one of those two they, birds with one stone but the, type but thing. the reason that I think if I think back to last year with uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Huge deal was made about the campaign, about Kevin Spacey being in it. Mm-hmm. You notice mm-hmm. this year, Black Ops 3 is the biggest Call of Duty sub-franchise. Not a word was ever said. Through, you know, Forget about the last inversion. Of the campaign. Nothing was ever said. There was no promotion, no marketing, no hype, no, no famous actors. Nothing about the campaign. Which Black Ops 1 and 2 had. Sam Worthington was the was voice the protagonist in Black Ops One of Avatar fame. Uh, yes, Th- this year is the off year though because last year was Kevin Spacey, right? 
Yes. Am I correct? Yep. Correct. Okay, so this year is the other company, and maybe next well, year we'll get a Well, this year was actor. Treyarch, who is the, the, the They're they're top the dog at... Hmm. They get all they get all the now. money. I mean, they all get all the money, but then they <laughs> yeah. have Treyarch has full unlimited like resources as far as. It'd be really interesting to see if you're correct. So, and they do ditch the big actor name. I'm not saying it's going to happen next mm-hmm. year. I think it's possible it's as soon as next year, but I think because next year is Infinity Ward, we don't know what they're going to do. Ghosts was a critical disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, it still sold okay, but it was it is, I think. Objectively, the the worst Call of Duty game in a long time. It's not maybe ever. I still liked it. I didn't I, think it was I, that I, bad. So again, you know, yeah, the worst Call of Duty game. Not I I'm under- not calling it. I think yeah. the campaign is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I understand why people don't like Call of Duty. It's but at its core, it has a great shooter mechanic, yep, and that's why they keep doing. It's them the every best year. feeling shooter ever made. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, I prefer but Battlefield anyway, in almost every way. But man, I feel it like feels good. Yeah, like Counter-Strike. good to great. <laughs> though, but, right? but speaking so, of PC games, so the yeah. thing is, I, it, yeah. next year is Infinity Ward's year. I, I don't think they're going to do Ghosts 2. No. Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, so whether – will they go back to Modern Warfare and do a Modern Warfare 4? Will they go somewhere else? So if they do something new, that's another sort of – I don't mean this to sound like bad, but they're a quote-unquote excuse to not have a campaign. Like our new vision is, you know – this Call of Duty as an eSport with their whole eSport thing. So yeah. I, it, I'm telling you, it could happen. It might happen next year. It I might don't think it will. happen later. But I think the end of Call of Duty's campaign. Keep in mind that uh, yeah. in the wake of all the Naughty Dog fallout, uh, that Infinity Ward picked up a writer from Naughty Dog named Taylor Kurosaki. So I think that that sort of indicates to me that they have an interesting campaign. Okay. At that's, least a, that's, a, that's a great they're, observation. They're keeping campaign. You know they sell 10 million units, and they are definitely tracking how many people play the campaign, and they know the well, demographic that only plays for campaign. All of these publishers and developers can data mine their own games to the point where they know exactly how many minutes people are playing yeah. each mission and what they need to design for. And mm-hmm. I think most people are aware that they know, and they're certainly aware that, like, <laughs> 98% of the time spent overall in their games it happens in the multiplayer for yes. their audience. So it's like it becomes increasingly difficult to object or to objectively sort of support the idea that time and resources should be spent and money should be spent developing what 2% of the people spend their time playing. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because like I think all of us were blown away by like blown away by Modern Warfare's first campaign and oh, Modern Warfare 2's campaign. Mm-hmm. It's legendary. Yeah, I mean those are I would say while the multiplayer for those games was incredible and I spent many, many, many hours playing them, without the campaign, I'm not sure I wouldn't have wanted to give it that chance, you know? And that's the reason that Titanfall's lack of a single-player campaign hurt me so much is because Titanfall was made by the same core people that made that Call of Duty 4 campaign that was so good. So I just wanted them to... Give me a a Titanfall campaign. I still remember I was like at my uh, dumb job, like where I just read video (laughs) game packing peanuts job. (laughs) Not peanuts, styrofoam. Styrofoam. Styrofoam peanuts. You packed styrofoam peanuts. I made styrofoam peanuts. That's awesome, Sean. Wow. (laughs) 
You made them? Yeah. That's I had like the raw materials, I heated them up, they became that's a thing. A great job. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I once sold doors door to door. That's not nearly a Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a real slow. thing? Knock knock. This thing sucks. <laughs> I want to buy a new one. 15 years old. That was my first job. Did you if you came to a house that didn't have a front door, were you extra stoked? Were you like, "Oh, I got this one." It was an amazing time in my life. We're going we are I'm sorry. We are going off topic right now. Yeah. What did you do when you walked up to a house that had like a pristine stunning door? You're a door to door door salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Say that with me. Door to door door salesman. That That's was, incredible. That was exactly what I did. That was my first job when I was 15 year old. You know when you like, if you ever do like magazine drives when you were a kid? Of course. I don't, yeah, yeah, of know, course. I don't even know if kids nowadays I don't think they know do that, that anymore. exists. But What's my iPad? Day, yeah, yeah, back it's, got, the, yeah, it's on it. probably iPads or digital. Like you walk Easy. around in the catalog. Wasn't now there a Chappelle show bit about that? What about beat subscription with like where you get to the guy just kept had got intimidated into buying like 7,000 magazines. <laughs> yeah. But like, so yeah, I mean, instead of going around and trying to sell magazine subscriptions, which would benefit some charity or whatever, my school, yeah. like we, I sold doors, like through a catalog of this door maker, a local door oh maker. Wait, you were a child door to door door was I wasn't a child. I was like 15. It was my first job. Underage. Absolutely. Yeah. In the eyes of the law, you're a child. How did you do? Oh, I don't think I sold a door. Sir, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Sir, you look like uh... everyone has doors for the most part. <laughs> exactly. Like they don't need a door. <laughs> Whose like idea a... at the school was this? I, it was. Did they I get fired? Don't even know. You it just, was. You knock on the door though. with sledgehammer. Something's wrong here. Yeah. You might need I a noticed new your one. door. You got a problem <laughs> with your door. I'm selling new ones. Yeah. The shark is here to sell you a new door. <laughs> It was kind of an amazing story. Sir, you look like a screen door kind of a man, am I right? (laughs) Screen door? Can I interest you in one of these? It's pristine condition, keeps all of the bugs What did the doors you were selling look like? Were there different kinds? Like, what do you, what all doors look like? No, 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 no. There are like, there's screen doors? French doors? Yeah. Yes. You got glass doors? Solid oak wood doors? There were like tiers, like it was a catalog (laughs) so that you could, you could, you could have your cheap slash simple doors that didn't have like wooden sort of engravings and panes and like what was your sort pitch? of design. What was your pitch? I didn't have a pitch. I was 15, man. I was just Hi, like, Hi, my hey. name's Sean. I'm selling doors. Okay, wait. Hang on. Hi, I'm away from my Sean Finnegan. Yeah. Dramatic reenactment. You think you might yeah. want a my, door? I get ding dong. My door rings. <laughs> I open the door and sh- little baby Sean Finnegan's there. Oh, yeah. hello, little boy. Hello, sir. <laughs> Yo, I'm that, from, that I'm from Wasatch Elementary. I'm selling doors. <laughs> I was wondering, have you had any problems with your door lately? Might uh, you consider... Looking at this magazine for a local door maker? I mean, you know, I'll take That's I'll, basically I'll it. take the magazine, but this door is in great shape. <laughs> well, I don't know, sir. You don't know a lot about doors like I do. <laughs> Son, I've been in the door a... business for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I've been opening doors since you were in diapers. <laughs> so were of... you just like, here's the magazine? They were like, yeah, okay, no, no, I mean, yeah, you're away. not supposed to give them the magazine. Well, they look at it, yeah. and they're nice, and they're like, okay, I'll let you know. Yeah. And I then mean, you leave. <laughs> yeah, you hope for like, you know, sign up here and we'll send yeah. you like more information type thing. Did you get signatures? I mean, I remember. I want to know if anything nice. at all came of this. I don't think I ever yeah. sold a door, Did but you I get definitely, signatures? yeah, I got signatures okay. and like addresses. Remember again, you just. When You're you sign selling up for doors, not signing a petition. I wouldn't want anything to happen to your front door. <laughs> but, you know, maybe if you just want to pick out a nice one here. You're like the equivalent yeah. of like a little kid, like locksmith. Oh, it's, hey! But you might, might want to update your locks. Yeah, Sean signed them up for spam. That's what he did, basically. Point is, yeah. in Utah, there's not a lot of great jobs for kids, <laughs> or at least there wasn't when I was a kid. So, uh, and that's where I grew Jesus. up. Side note: history, mm-hmm. Sean Finnegan's life, right there. So I'm sitting at that's my a dumb job story. reading yeah. video game magazines. Yeah, an issue of OXM, and I'm reading your review of Modern Warfare. Oh, 
And this that's right. Like, I did that review. And I, gave I was that, like, I gave that. That was, that was one of the easiest tens I've given no in my kidding. life. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, I knew the beta was happening a couple weeks earlier, and I was like, ah, it seems fine. Like, I don't know. I haven't played Call of Duty in a while. Two was fun. Three was kind of bad. Whatever. I don't really care. Oh my god. Where is this 10 coming from? What is it? And I read the whole thing. I was like, yep, I need this game in my life immediately. <laughs> Went yeah. out that day, and I think I bought that and the orange box together. That oh, was, that was oh, a good buy. Good, good buy. That's, <laughs> oh, man. That's a good day for I sure. Re- the orange box was so good, I rebought it on Xbox 360 when I had already had all those games and played them so much on is that PC. game backward compatible? Can I play Half-Life 2 on my Xbox One? Uh, not yet. I don't believe it was what on the list joke. just yet. You're talking about remakes that we all hate but still want in certain cases? Yeah. A Half-Life 2, like on a brand new rendition of the Source Engine on Source Xbox 2, Half-Life 2. Awesome. Yeah. Be great. Well, Fans about, did I that, mean, right? Black Mesa finally Black Mesa came out. Yeah. Let's yeah. port that over to the consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be It'll be a good time. Black Taking Mesa's a, great. Halo, I mean, Halo. <laughs> Half-Life is really great in general. <laughs> All right. People digging myself a hole recently. Uh, Strangest topic of my life. Sean Let's had a battle about... in front of him to get those doors out the door. It was. <laughs> The front door. I'm walking off the shadow. <laughs> front door. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little more Star Wars Battlefront. They detailed their $50 season pass. Oof, Podcast unlocked, pass. home of the season pass haters. <laughs> but turns out uh, there's actually, there might be $50 worth of stuff in here, guys. No. Yeah. You got, you got I love that. Destin no. with a no. Yeah. I, I, emotes. Yeah. I uh, hard passed. You cannot convince me for any amount of content that it's $50. a full retail release. Okay, yeah, so talk to me, man. This is the th- here's the thing, and I totally agree. I think there are, I have two conflicting perspectives about this. Season pass is $50. If you're going to buy it, you get a lot of stuff. Like, you get functionally more than is in the game now. Uh, four new game modes, which I disagree that Battlefront needs at all. It's already <laughs> kind of bloated with game modes, but maybe they'll be great. 16 new multiplayer maps. 16? That's three more maps that's than the game lot. launched with. But that's, there's. they say nothing of new planets, so I'm guessing those are not new planets. I think they might be keeping that vague. I uh, would imagine so they'll have like... Four new maps on each planet, or we got some new planets in here? I hope there's new planets. I hope mm-hmm. they're just saying new maps. And surprise, one of them is Bespin, and another one is whatever. One of them is Zero G. Oof. What? Oof. It's a lot of content. Uh, 20 new pieces of galactic tech, including weapons, vehicles, and star cards for Rebels and Imperials. So, obviously, you're going to get new guns and new yeah. ways to get around. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of the stuff we had in the original Battlefront, like a skiff on Tatooine or the land speeder. Or for sure. Stuff of that ilk. Uh, you'll also receive two-week early access to each of the four expansion packs. So, so four it's divided into four content probably drops. Probably four maps per expansion pack. Yeah. Plus, we're getting yeah. Jakku for free. So, all told, there will be 30 maps in this game. Wow. Mm. Wow. That is a lot, but mm-hmm. it's thirty maps for a hundred. What turns out to be a hundred and ten dollars. Right. So this now becomes my issue: Is Battlefront a hundred and ten dollar game? Because if you're playing Battlefront Jeez. and you don't buy the season pass, suddenly there are sixteen maps and four modes you can't access. If if yeah. the season pass is fifty dollars, my guess is that if you don't buy the season pass, each of the four expan- quote unquote expansion packs will be fifteen dollars, making it sixty dollars. That's just my own speculation. Yeah, yeah, they haven't course. announced pricing, but that would Seems seem like right. yeah, fifteen dollars or buy the season pass and you uh, get a, a ten dollar break. Also, there's new heroes. We forgot to mention that there are new heroes. Yeah, there are. I'll have Ooh. to spend more than ten Chewy. minutes with Star Wars to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. But that's but, uh, so. Yeah. So Halo and Rainbow Six, among others, uh, those are the two most prominent new titles that come to mind. 
they are they have content that you can buy specifically more so Rainbow Six than Halo, but uh, neither of those games is charging for maps because they don't want to split their player base. They are giving everyone the maps. But Battlefront, Mitch, is a game we expect to sell millions upon millions of copies. Uh, you want to be able to play it with your friends, but it would seem that by charging for maps here, there is going to be a galaxy-sized just Divine. chasm yeah. uh, that splits the player base here as these season uh past content packs start to roll out. I'm confident in EA's ability to sell the 13 million copies of this game that it expects to. I'm not confident that the Battlefront Season Pass will do as well as Battlefield Premium. 13 million? Mm. Is that a projection? Yeah. And that's up They from, raised it. Yeah, it's up from nine. Wow. That was their last prediction was nine. I actually and think they might be... I would actually take the over on that. I'd take the over uh, on it. 15? Yeah. On, on the 13, I would take the over. Oh, okay. This isn't releasing on last gen, right? No. No. Yeah. Yeah, and this will—that's a lot for just PS4. And, and Xbox that's the thing right? is, like, imagine a world where Battlefront is not one hundred and ten dollars for everything, where this game comes out now in November and it launches with these thirteen maps, and some people think it's a little light, some people are totally happy playing with the modes that are there, the modes of maps that are there, and then in January, a massive map pack drops with you know whatever four maps, two modes, new heroes. Okay, cool, that's really exciting. That keeps people coming back. March rolls around, you get a, a Force Awakens pack with Kylo Ren and Finn and Jakku or whatever other, Takodana, other Force Awakens stuff, you know, and then you can start rolling in Rogue One things and other classic trilogy stuff. Maybe you get, like, a, a original trilogy version of Naboo like we're seeing in the comics to kind of bring prequel stuff in. There are lots of opportunities to keep people who are excited about Star Wars playing Star Wars. Totally. And what they're doing is fracturing the community because of $50. $50 is obviously not a small ask. No. That's uh, in terms of DLC. That's goes. the yeah. most expensive season pass I'm aware of. Yeah, and I think there've been other $50 season uh, passes. Call of Duty as well, yeah. I believe too. So I think that this if you're going to like as someone who is going to buy the season pass, super stoked. This is a lot of content. Kind of bummed out that Battlefront is $110 <laughs> for me to keep playing all of the content. And do I we know that, do we know when the first one piece is dropping? No, we just know that Jakku is December 8th. And that does not count as part of this. Like, mm-hmm. but. think about other games that you've spent that much money on, and there are so few of them, right? Like, you've probably spent Destiny comes a up. Yeah, Destiny, bucks Dota like, Two, like Dota, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, but I'm how many <laughs> hours hundred. deep are you into Do- or into Destiny? Right? Destiny's a different kind of game, though. Totally. You know, it's it, a, but it's but an at MMO. The end of the day, but, all, but, but all it, time it, is does equal. that matter? Yeah, that's yeah, sort of yeah. that's irrelevant. It's about engagement. It's about how often this game keeps you coming back. It's about the things it does to encourage you to to play again and again. So this is more comparable to like a halo you know not so much a destiny where it's an mmo the world's changing yeah, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. um so i i am concerned about you know player base fracturing or separating yeah. you know and you're gonna get that wall there's gonna be people like i'm not paying the money and you'll they'll just leave forever and how how awful is it gonna be you if know? you're like i want to play like on the new jakku map from the second expansion as kylo ren but nobody's queuing in Nobody is playing this right now. Another tactic mm-hmm. Destiny used they'll have, is... They're counting you, on having a big enough player base to not have that not be sure. a problem. Destiny had a lot of hype, and if you bought the, like, the collector's edition of year one, you actually got the first two pieces of DLC, so that was a good way to keep players used to the DLC yeah, mechanic right. and what it works works like, but they did leave a lot of people in the dust. There's a lot of year one players that got totally boned. Like, just got locked out of everything with the first DLC pack. Yep. You know, Star Wars might be making that mistake. I wonder if we'll see a potential 
like on May the fourth. Uh, if we'll, if we'll see a uh, like a sale yeah. on the season mm-hmm. pass or you like know. another one at celebration next year in July, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So we shall see. But this this is uh, I, I was about ready to segue this into a whole conversation about should game prices go up next generation, but I'm going to save that for another oh, show because I think that would, that's a long one. We'd be here for another half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to close by uh, talking about EA Sports and their cover curses. <laughs> so I'm not aware. I don't really follow game ge- or sports in games. Don't ever be on the cover of any EA game. So traditionally, it, yeah. So that was going to yeah. be my no, question. It's like, it's like every guy who's ever been now, on the cover of Madden has been like horrendously injured that year. Usually okay. injury, sometimes ineffectiveness, but more often not than not, it's like a catastrophic injury that Gone. befells him. Like okay. a career-ending ACL tear or something. Guess who was Please. recently on a cover? Let's see if Sean can get it without even looking. Well, I mean, sports. No, I've already you know, read this. Okay, okay. right. yeah. Plus, like, I saw the article on IGN. I Got know it. the topic, but yeah. like, I, what I was gonna ask is like, who else would I know where this has happened? Type mm-hmm. thing, but you know, whatever, right? Well, uh, Favre. Uh, there have been a lot yeah. of a lot of people yeah. over the years, and then you know, even even like NBA. Was, Dar- was <laughs> yeah. Derek Rose on the cover of? A- He's, I think he has been at some point, but like uh, Kevin Durant had a, had missed a lot of time last year. He'd been on the cover mm-hmm. of uh, NBA Elite or whatever. No, back it's back to live. But yeah, Ronda <laughs> Rousey. Yeah. Uh, for those of you, you probably heard about this, regardless of whether or not you are a, a sports yeah, this fan. This was like a pop culture. Event. She was. Yeah. She is uh, the w- number one ranked. Well, she's number one ranked UFC fighter in the world. Uh, she'd been undefeated in her career, just in, and most of her fights literally lasted less than thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, whoa, whoa. Thirty so, seconds. The, the, yeah. the, is that true? Most yeah. of her fights. The opponent uh, only one. I, I saw the statistic online. Prior to her loss this past weekend, only one other fight of hers had even lasted past the first round. Wow! Like she was like unequivocally. The most dominant fighter Rousey for like the last is three years, brutal. Or four or five years. Uh, yeah, her patent, her, her patented move is uh, called an arm bar, and she basically would kind of rush you, get you on the ground, and then have your arm such that it, you know you'd she'd be about to snap your arm yeah. in half. Unless you so you, yeah, you mm-hmm. submit. So uh, she was defeated by over Holly. the weekend by Holly Holm. After, uh, do you think she was just overconfident? Or do you I think mean, Holly no, was just got, ready? No, Holly Holm is ready. The Holly, kick. Yeah. The not, kick. not just the kick, but she yeah. just got... Well, the preparation she got and wrecked. the strategy... She got outboxed. The, like, yeah, Holly the Holm, strategy was incredible. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey probably is the better overall fighter, but... Mm-hmm. Not Holly, that day. Yeah, not yeah. that day, but Holly Holm came into that with one objective to outbox her and to not get on the ground, and that's exactly what she did. Like, Ronda Rousey is stronger on the ground than anyone out yep. there. Yeah, so and don't so go there. Just Don't box. let her get you on the ground. Play to her strengths, which is Ronda Rousey's not a great striker, mm-hmm. and Holly Holm is. So she just punched her in the head one too many times, well, and, and then, got then her, the kick got her off head. balance, yeah. and yeah, that was it. Off, well, like the first few punches stunned her, got her out of her mm-hmm. game, and then the rest was downhill from there. I think so, Ronda Rousey lost it really early in this, the fight, yeah. actually. And this like this happens in sports, right? Like obviously, you can, the Yankees are probably the best ball club in the in the MLB. Well, in tradition, historically, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but they, they don't lose. they don't win every game. No. Look yeah, at so, the Lakers right now. Yeah. And that's what, like <laughs> they're the worst team in the it's NBA. It's so irritating mm-hmm. to me to see like all these like 
armchair analyst leaning back and going, like, well, Rousey's not that good. Shut up. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, she is, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, I have to actually get to the, the point of the story as it pertains to video games because everybody's like, what are you guys <laughs> yeah. doing no, right yeah. now? Welcome to the MMA podcast. So, yeah, just days, days before... Uh, Rousey's fight with Holly Holm. She'd been named the cover athlete for EA Sports UFC 2, which was announced last week. And obvious, and honestly, I made an executive decision to not cover it on the show because it's not a wasn't a huge game. None of us really play it. But this story merited discussion because uh, she was she was put on the cover. And then, of course, instantly lost. Just you know, it's it's obviously not the reason she lost, but it's fun to say to invoke the EA Sports cover curse. Yeah. Uh, Peter Moore, our friend, friend of the show, had to take <laughs> to Twitter and said, "All of us at EA understand, celebrate, and embrace the unpredictability of sports. That's why we, uh, that's why as fans, we all watch and play. Hashtag it's in the game because, and that was him." reaffirming that no we're not going to take her take off her the off, cover boys. because she yeah. lost once in her literally yeah. an entire life so uh i just i just thought that was a, a interesting ta- you know video game twist on a, what was a huge yeah. pop culture moment pretty mm-hmm. good all right uh shall we talk about what we can spend our money on let's do it mitch dyer yeah i'm just gonna write down the time code here real quick please do so we can Break out uh, these videos. The big, big release this yeah, week. You may have heard of it. Yeah, Battlefront. Give huh? that game an 8.0 on IGN. Star Wars Battlefront's out at retail. 60 or $110, depending on your preference. <laughs> <laughs> on digital, you've got the Crew Wild Run for 40 bucks, which I did not realize was coming out until it's this moment. It's got monster trucks and uh, weather, like rain and stuff in it. There's a John hmm. Ryan and I Let's Play on IGN okay. if you're cool. curious to see it. Deadpool is on Xbox One now for 50 bucks, which... That's a port up of the yeah. of the 360 game. I I don't care how good the port is. It's probably too late for that game to be 50 bucks. But with the movie coming, I'm sure they're just like thirsty, <laughs> frothing at the mouth. Uh, Deadpool was okay. Free money. Game of Thrones episode 60. Ice Dragon is five bucks. That's the season one finale. <sighs> Another game on my pile. Yeah. yeah. I, Even though it's only a one night game. I really wanted to get to this before we uh. recorded it overclocked because I don't want Dan to spoil it. But I think that might be too late. And Resident Evil Revelations 2 Deluxe Edition is 22.50 for gold members. Yeah, nice little sale there. I think it's $30 if you're not a gold member. Don't forget November's games with gold are Numa Breath of Life all month long and Night Squad until December 15th. Nice. As of of now, right? Yeah, we're past the 15th. We are, so so Night Squad is available. I saw it on the dashboard. And then on Xbox 360, uh, you missed your chance for Dirt 3, but Dungeon Siege 3 is now uh, free for Xbox 360 until the 30th. Dungeon crawling action RPG Diablo style game that I actually I reviewed that for OXM. I really like that game. It's not like amazeballs like Diablo three is, sure. but I mean, it's a free, really solid uh, cool dungeon <clears throat> crawler. Speaking of Diablo, not really related to the Xbox marketplace, but StarCraft also released to a lot of fanfare that we all kind of missed out on a million copies in the first twenty four hours, which is as insane for a game that That's we all seems like a lot. perceived well for yeah. a game that we all know the competitive scene to be dying in that's a lot yep. of copies yep, yep, yep. I've been playing it's it Starcraft yeah yeah I've been playing it it's really really great so if you're into that check game it out Starcraft is heck mm-hmm. <laughs> alright we'll come right back give away a copy of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for Xbox One right after this Unlock Lock can you take on the challenge All right, let's finish strong with a little Unlock Block trivia. Our winner this week, Mike Amari from West Hempstead, New York. He's won himself a copy of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition 
for Xbox One, courtesy of Jonathan McKenzie, longtime fan of the show, who kindly donated his uh, digital code for nice. the game when he bought the Tomb Raider bundle. Gentlemen, I happen to know this one, but and you'll know why in a second. Which of the following games did the iconic DeLorean first make an appearance on an Xbox console? So DeLorean's first appearance appearance on an Xbox, go ahead, was it in Forza Motorsport 2, Reckless, the Yakuza missions, Burnout Paradise, or Telltale Games Back to the Future? Uh, now I will, I will, I'm going to help you guys a little bit here, I will say. Whoa, no. Mitch has the no, right no, no, to, no, I already so wrote no, that no, I'm just going to say. I have, I have <laughs> a feeling okay. that your Whoa, question, Justin. Yeah. your hint is going to be something I want to ask, which is, is this the official DeLorean? That is exactly what I was going to say. No, it doesn't have to be, be a literal licensed Got DeLorean, it. but the clearly, obviously DeLorean, whether it's in name, in specific name or not. Oh, uh, so okay. that's a big hint. It wasn't called the Well, DeLorean. but I'm just saying, I'm just opening it well, up. That, yeah, then a it becomes like, because, because uh, they're different questions. It's two, like, yeah, no, I get yeah, that. Two of these games had a real DeLorean, and two of them had a DeLorean that wasn't called a DeLorean, so... These all these answers are eligible. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, Shark, I want to go to you first. Uh, I chose A, Forza Motorsport Two. Okay, which is just a shot in the dark for me because I have no idea. Yeah, that's where I went to because it's the earliest. I one. don't play racing games or car games really. And okay. yeah, I've had that. I'm going with Forza. Yeah, Destin. I chose it because it was the old. Oh man, Ooh. this is really gonna uh, suck if I'm wrong. But I went different. I said Reckless, yeah, the Yakuza right. missions. Uh, instantly regretted writing yeah. A because Reckless is older. Because that was Xbox. And, yes. Well, I think Forza 2 was also Xbox, right? Yeah. I mean, it's close. But Reckless came I out. had it down to 50. Reckless was it, a launch game. It's either or Forza near. or Reckless. It wasn't a launch game. It was it very was. nearly, wasn't it? All right. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Reckless and then two, two Forza 2s. Mm-hmm. Mitch at 18 points for the year. Destin at 17. Shark at 6. Marty with 13. He is uh, unavailable due to some appointments today. So uh, one of you is correct, and which, oh. therefore, since two of you said the same thing, Destin, you've tied, tied it up! Tied it up! You've tied <laughs> yeah. it up! Yeah! I panicked. I, I panicked, so I never regret it. I knew I, I had a chance at this one. So it was reckless. It was the cover car. It was huh. the, it yes, was the it car was. on the cover it's of the game. It's a car. It's really? smash it. Yes. The thing was, you could smash through everything. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what I can yeah. tell you, without even having to look here, because this uh, DeLorean knowledge just exists in my DeLorean-obsessed brain, the DeLorean did not appear in Forza Motorsport until Forza Motorsport 4. Oh, that's deep. Oh. So, so it uh, wasn't into it all? Nope. It wasn't into it all. All right. Uh, I have a gap in knowledge with Forza because I played Project Gotham. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike Amari, great job on that question. Oh, it is a DeLorean. Look at that. And uh, <laughs> See? Yeah. Show the guys. Oh, it was like a couple months after launch. Yeah. <laughs> so good stuff. I remember. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I got it right. This and <laughs> if you would like to win something, I have to see what I've got in the prize pile this week. Please send your Xbox-related trivia question. <laughs> include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one. And send all that where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. Finally, I'd like to ask, respectfully ask our wonderful audience, please stop sending me the... Who unveiled the X? Which celebrity unveiled the Xbox with Bill Gates? Question. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I've probably it, that. It, was, it, it must be Rock? some yeah. like. Wow. If you Google like Xbox trivia, that must be the first thing that comes up because I swear I get that question three to five times a week. Also, we did that question. We've on done the show. that question before. <laughs> so, 
Uh, you're not going to get picked if you send that in. If you send that question in, you have to give us your Tomb Raider cut. <laughs> uh, anyway, good stuff from Mike Amari out of West Hempstead, New York, and great job, Destin, for tying it up. Yeah. I want nothing more. I really hope you guys are tied in about three weeks so that on the last the show, last episode there's of the like winter. a trivia off. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we have to have more than one question. Oh, like, yeah. Like it'll a be five like five question round tie, yeah. over time. Give me the buzzer. Ooh. Something like that. <laughs> like you guys Might do it. In. I think do it in the cool. studio. Have like a whole produce thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our bosses are like, "What are you guys? What is it's this? Important. Yeah. It's worth it. It'll, it got, it'll it got, do well. Yeah. BPH it got, like, will be great. Four views. <laughs> Who? No one cared. Yeah. We'll just call the headline Skyrim Fallout Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll yeah. be all worth it. That'll Six, be all the trivia questions. GTA Five. We're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not being misleading. Free iPad. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get some plugs in before we hit the road. We appreciate those of you that stick around for the plugs because sometimes weird things happen during the plugs. That's true. Totally. It is true. Also, sometimes we recommend cool content that you should look at. That's Ooh. true. I'll start this week. I usually go last. Uh, I'll just change it up a little. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I want to wish, uh, even though he'll never in a million years hear this, I want to wish Bill Watterson a happy 30th anniversary of Aww. the first Calvin and Hobbes today. Wow. On this date 30 years ago, November 18th. Hobbes got a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, caught in a tuna yeah. trap. Yep. Yeah, and the, and the rest was history. Um, he he and Elon Musk are my two white whale interviews hmm. that I would just, I would rather, like I'd genuinely rather interview Bill Watterson or, and Elon Musk than the president of the United States because you I would get more at like I would find it more interesting <laughs> I think that's some, Obama's interview on WTF was awesome oh uh, no, 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 no it's, not a, a it's not a knock interview. I'm saying any president yeah of not course. just saying Obama follows Goldfarb we should have him reach out and be like <laughs> oh, oh I think Obama me. follows he follows me, me. I'm not even a citizen of his country oh my god that's because he's keeping an eye on you Mitch yeah, yeah. yeah. he's gonna boot you out of here yeah. the moment you slip up but so anyway, I, I think you might get Elon someday. I agree. There's Watterson, a, there's though, a, he's just like no. Well, that's the thing. The, yeah. uh, Watterson's the the uh, more the the more white, the bigger white whale of the two yeah. in the figurative, the the real figurative, figurative sense. Yeah. The whiter yeah. whale. Yeah. Elon, there's at least a sort of a kind of outside chance of it yeah. maybe could happen someday. Mm-hmm. Probably not. But uh, yeah. Anyway, thirty years of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Nice. What a brilliant good book. Stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I will have the Xbox One Elite console review going up very shortly, possibly by the time you're even listening to this. And also that uh, going up tomorrow, Thursday, so again, maybe by the time you're already hearing this, my opinion piece, it's both a written and there's also uh, me on video, giving it to you in video form. My opinion piece on uh, that's titled, First Person Shooter Campaigns Are Dying and That's Awful. So uh, hear my thoughts on that if you're so curious. I think that's all I've got. Sean? Check out this Star Wars, our favorite scenes conversation that me and Mitch did the other day, where me and Mitch, uh, two of you know the many Star Wars fans that are uh, at IGN, recounted <laughs> some of our favorite scenes in the franchise. We open up with a hot prequel pick. That's no right. spoilers. Yeah, but no spoilers. Watch Check to out find the video. Out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at I'm Finnegan. Add me up on Xbox Live, uh, Finnegan Space II. Or and he, he needs some nice comments on Twitter. Say something nice to Sean Finnegan on Twitter <laughs> yeah. this week. That's His my hair that's looks my good today. Ask of you. That's Thanks. my nice comment. I figured I needed a haircut, but yeah. I guess not. Yeah, you've got the real. You've got the the, mm. the wave Trying. going. It's all shaped mm-hmm. nicely today. I didn't comb it today. I just like, with the hands. Well done. <laughs> so, you know. yeah. uh, but yeah, follow me on Twitter at I'm Finnegan. Add me on Xbox Live, Finnegan Space. I'm always looking for people to play Destiny and Halo with. Nice. Uh, those are the games I'm like really mm-hmm. splitting my time with right now in mm-hmm. Fallout, obviously, but you can't play that with me. 
because it's single player. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Check that out. Oh, yes. and uh, one other thing real quick. I yeah. wanted to thank all of you guys, uh, you listeners, who came out to IGN House Party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And checked out Fireteam Chat and GameScoop. I hey, met you guys a couple did a great of, job. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. Uh, Ryan was there, although he was not part of the show. He was still there. A lurking everyone. in the shadows. Cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, a couple of you guys drove up from San Diego, said you nice. listened to Unlocked. So thank you That's for awesome. making the trip and enjoyed talking to you guys. Shout out to you guys. And then, of course, yeah, me and Destin are on Fireteam Chat every week. So also check that out. Yeah, it was great visiting with everyone. Destin, throw it to you on that note. Okay, so uh, I'm still doing a lot of Fallout 4 stuff. I actually am doing this kind of goofy thing where we spawn two characters in a ring we built in Fallout 4 and we have them fight. It's called <laughs> it's called Fallout 4 Face-Off. Uh, episode 1 was a behemoth versus three sentry bots. And How I do, did you not call this Face-Off? Just it's, like the It's movie. Fallout Face-Off. Oh, Fallout Face-Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's okay. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we have these people fight. There's two episodes Wasteland now, and there's Warriors. home team and away team. Home team is the behemoth. Away team is the sentry bots in episode one. And I won't spoil it for episode two because home team returns. Oh, and okay. let's go the behemoth. <laughs> yeah. I'm voting the sentry bots. Anyway. They go all the way to the top. Response has been very positive on the show. It's just a pretty simple thing we put together, but uh, people are loving it. The power of the yeah. PC version, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, definitely. Mitch Dyer. At MitchyD on Twitter, uh, my Star Wars Battlefront review is live. You can go read that. It's got a bunch of awesome videos in it because every Battlefront video we have on iChain right now is incredible. That game is just so fun to watch. It is. We have, like, uh, all the alien head mods. Well, most of the, like, very high-level uh, characters. So, like, the Twi'lek, the Scout Trooper, the Shadow Trooper, the Zabrak, all those characters that take forever to unlock. If you want to see them in action, we have a montage of that. We have a graphics comparison that is awesome. It's Battlefront versus Battlefront 2004 versus. <laughs> it's really cool. So the original yeah. Xbox version. Yeah. So I just wanted to see like how technology had evolved over 11 years. Shocking twist. It has. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's live on IGN. You can catch me on IGN Overclocked, which is our PC podcast. I'm on podcast Beyond this week. If you want to listen to us talk about more Battlefront, you're the new Marty. The, you're on every show. Yeah, the whole show this week on Beyond is just Star Wars. So check that out if that's your thing. Uh, I wrote nine best stealth missions in video games. That's a feature live on IGN now, written only. I'm done. You're done. I think I'm ready for a break. And yeah, by break, and, I mean uh, you Treat yourself to a holiday gift with IGN Prime. Go to IGN.com slash Prime. Give us your $30. We'll give you an ad-free experience on IGN Desktop and IGN Videos for an entire year, as well as occasional beta access and occasional free game giveaways as well, so we would love it if you would do that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Most of you get the show on iTunes, but we're also on... we got the video versions on IGN.com, IGN's YouTube, and our Xbox One app as well, so be sure to check us out wherever you want. As long as you're checking us out, we do appreciate it, and we'll see everybody back for the real palindrome next week, 222. Nice. Good stuff. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.